Welcome to Career Beats, 20-minute talks to navigate the new career development paradigm. Hosted by Carmen Gonzalez, coach and career advisor at Isade Careers. Hi, listeners. I am Carmen Gonzalez, Associate Director of Esade Careers, coach and passionate about unlocking talent. I'm so pleased to be here with you today. Is the story that you share about yourself a fairy tale or a horror story? Have you ever frozen when answering the typical tell me about yourself? Storytelling is a key step to build a strong personal brand. And the best thing, you have the power to create an impactful story to share. For today's episode, we are excited to have Katie Anise Carr, coach, communication expert, artist, storyteller, and personal brand specialist. Katie currently runs her own company, Step Up Create, which helps businesses and individuals to unlock their creativity and leadership through art and apply it to the business world. She studied theater at university, switching to law afterwards. Interesting combination. She's also an SRE alumni of the Executive MBA and currently combines her business at the Step Up Create with teaching at top-ranked business schools, where she helps the students to communicate with impact and better define their personal brand through storytelling. Katie has her own podcast, which is one of the reasons we invited her to be our first guest. Katie, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you. Thank you, Carmen. I'm really excited to be here as well, especially on the first ever Sade Careers podcast. Yeah, thank you. We are so excited. So storytelling is indeed a crucial part to create a personal brand. So I guess we should start with what's storytelling in careers? How would you define it, Katie? Well, I think there are three ways that storytelling and narratives are important in careers. So first of all, one is connecting with your past to understand what motivates you. Um, it's really about your why, taking a deeper look at what makes you you and what brought you here. Um, the second one is about understanding your inner narrative. These could be things that are holding you back, like limiting beliefs, which I think you're going to talk about on a later podcast. And they may also be obligations that come from other places, things that we assume that we need to do in our careers, which come maybe from our parents, maybe from society, things like this that are not very helpful when we're deciding what we want to do. And then, of course, there's how you tell your career story to others, your origin story, and also the shorter stories that you would tell in interviews. Perfect. So you talked about uh, the why, defining your why. And I'm thinking about the inspirational speaker, Simon Sinek, and his book, Starting With Why. So definitely that's a key aspect when uh, creating your story. But how do, you, how do you define your why? What's your advice on that? Can I just add a little bit to the previous question sure. <laughs> before I answer that one? Uh, so all I wanted to add was that in terms of careers, we sometimes forget that our aim is to persuade the interviewer or the person from the company that you're the best candidate for the job or if you're just in a networking situation that you are a potential candidate or that you might bring value to the company. And we know from a lot of work that's done in neuroscience and psychology that purposeful stories persuade better because they're gently balancing logic and emotion and they win someone over that way. And in order to do that, we always need to be getting this balance between the head and the heart, even in business. And so we know that stories are also more memorable 
than yeah. other things you can you can do in an interview or in a situation. Um, and given the competition that most candidates are facing, at the very least, in any kind of interaction, you need to be memorable. Yeah. And, you know, I've been in situations where I've been interviewing a lot of people in one day, you know, long form interviews, pr probably doing a maximum of 10 interviews a day. And really, the most important thing there is obviously to be remembered. And the ones that I remember were the ones that had personal stories that were well thought out, that were authentic and true. Mm -hmm. So that was just something that, that I think is important about career storytelling to think about why we're doing it. It's not just because it's a fashion and we think it might be useful and everyone says we should use storytelling. It's actually because there's some science behind it. And obviously yeah. storytelling isn't new. It's something completely human that, that we've been doing for years and years. What is new is a little bit being purposeful about it. And that's what's important in careers. You don't want to go into an interview and, and be sort of talking for 15 minutes starting, uh, yeah, when I was born in 1990, whatever. And that's just going to bore people. And in one way might be saying this person doesn't know how to organize their ideas. So what we yeah. want to be able to do is find true stories from your, from your past and also be able to hone them and sculpt them in a way that can really express that to someone in an interesting dynamic way yeah to be able to engage with your audience i yeah. guess um so i think that's really interesting uh, to be memorable no i uh, there is this sentence that uh, says you know people will uh, forget what you said maybe but they will never forget how you made them feel so being memorable is uh, definitely very important and um to be memorable, as you said, you need to be clear about your purpose uh, because that's what's going to engage with your audience. Uh, but I guess our listeners are thinking uh, how I define my purpose. And I know that's a big theme and we are not going to be able to, uh, to answer that fully mm. in this uh, episode, maybe in a later episode. But could you give us uh, some specific tips um, to start thinking about our purpose, what are perhaps some of the questions we can ask ourselves to start defining our purpose, which is going to be the starting point for our story as well? Well, I think it's, it's interesting to connect back with what you were saying earlier about the why. So I understand the purpose to be the why, and you have to find that. It's not something you decide on. And one of the ways you can do this, or one way that I use, and I know that you use in, in the career service as well with coaching, is to have people draw out a big on a big piece of paper, draw a line through the middle. That line represents time. On the left-hand side of that line is the day you were born. And on the right-hand side of that line is where you are now. And then all you need to do is to map out key things, key moments in your life. Now, obviously, when you start, you may be things like, oh, you know, when I got accepted to a SAVE or, or when I finished my first exams or when I finished my pre-university education. But if you spend a little bit more time thinking about this, you think, what were those conversations? What were those interactions that were leading to where I am now. And this is not something to share with other people. This is a draft that you are just trying to figure out what's gone on in your life. When, when we talk about storytelling in careers, we're really talking about defining your origin story. 
And Mm -hmm. you think that most people have got between 22 and 45 probably years of life that they've gone through. And you're being asked to reflect that usually in two or three minutes or maybe in a longer conversation to go in more detail, but it's never going to be the same amount of time. So you're really like a, a filmmaker who has all these reels and reels of film and you have to cut that down. You have to edit it. So this is what we're doing. We're looking at this whole detail. You're trying to map it out on this line. And if you do it carefully, you can map positive things above the line and negative things below the line and really see the distance from the middle line is sort of the the highest impact and things like that. You can start working with that and then select some of those key moments, which might be where there's a bigger peak or a bigger trough and think about, okay, what was going on there? What was it that makes that so memorable for me? Because usually that's to do with something connected with purpose. So we're we're looking backwards in order to then look forwards. Um, So that's part of the work. The other part of the work is, is looking forwards and being aware of what's going on around you. What is it? While you're in Isade or while you're um, studying or working, what are the things that are really interesting you? Is, is, some, is sustainability something that's really getting you interested? And within sustainability, is it something to do with designing new solutions to these difficult problems? Whatever it is, just be aware of how that's impacting you, because that's going to give you some ideas on what might be interesting for you in the future, what your purpose might be. So Mm -hmm. I think the other thing that's interesting to remember is that sometimes purpose seems like this massive thing. I have to have my life purpose and I need (laughs) to define that now. Yeah. We know from the way careers work these days that you are not going into your next job for probably even two or three years and certainly not the lifetime career that you would have had you know, 40 years ago, if you'd, if you joined a graduate recruitment scheme or something like that. So you're going to have to redefine your purpose. And that's normal because you are getting more input every day and you're keeping it as a living thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think there's something about ego there as well, that it's important to remember that even though you've said, okay, I'm going to do this, and this is my purpose, that that can change. And that's okay we are fluid as humans. We're not this defined thing. And that's one of the problems with personal branding is that we are encouraged often to put two or three words on who we are. And yet Mm -hmm. that's incredibly difficult. And it kind of puts us in a box and makes it feel really uncomfortable sometimes. So through stories and through connecting with our past and what really has um, impacted our lives and looking towards what's going on now what am i what am i excited about we can define what my current purpose is and what i hope my purpose will be for a while and what i think maybe my life purpose might be but we don't have to define our life purpose right now because that's overwhelming yeah no absolutely i think it's about testing right mm. uh, you need to 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 test different things to find your passion I heard once that if you do that, your passion will follow you. You don't need to follow your passion. So Mm. that takes a lot of stress out of our test. Um, And, you know, it's about testing. And it's the same with our stories, I guess. Uh, We need to test our story to see how it engages with our audience. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I work a lot with design thinking applied to careers and design thinking has these obviously diff three different, uh, sorry, uh, five different phases. And one of those is prototyping. And mm -hmm. so prototyping, when you're thinking about your career, when you're thinking about your story, is to get out there and share it, to do it, to, to try things out. That's what internships are for. Um, mm -hmm. That's what shadowing is for. That's what lots of other things you can do are for to allow you to get closer to what the potential career is without actually having to sign a contract and go, right, now I have to stay here for a while or I have to... Yeah do as well as I can here. So there is a lot about prototyping and in storytelling, prototyping is sharing those stories. It's actually having the confidence to do it. You will never have a perfectly honed story. And that's not what we're going for. We're not going for this, I'm on stage sharing my amazing story as if it's a TED talk. What yeah. we're doing is getting the pieces together, trying it out, you try it out with one person in a networking event. This is an amazing opportunity to, to try this out. Try it out with one person. Okay, I can see that didn't quite sit so well. So I'm going to change it a bit or I'm going to cut this bit and just keep on refining it. Um, just as humans, we are keeping on refining ourselves. And one thing that's important for that is self-reflection as well. Give, your give yourself the space to be able to reflect on what's going on. Do I enjoy what I'm doing right now? Um, do I find it challenging? Is it where I want to be? These kind of questions that sometimes can be a little bit uncomfortable, we often forget to ask ourselves because we're too busy living or too busy moving yeah. forward. Yeah, no, that's very, very interesting. Thank you for that. Um, and as you said, you know, I guess it's very important to test in safe environments before we are actually in that networking event that we really care about or, you know, in an interview or writing our cover letter, uh, where, which is part of our story as well. It's important to test with friends, with family, to see how, how they feel about our story and what type of doubts or what type of, uh, what parts of our story really engages with them. So that's, yeah. that's great advice. And going back to what you were saying before about, you know, like writing down your story and thinking about where you come from, where you want to go and that line of, of your life with the different milestones that is going to create your story. Um, but in general, what's your advice on how to structure your, your story to make sure it engages with your audience? What, what would you say is the sort of the right structure to follow when, when creating your story? Okay, so there's a classic story structure, which is the most commonly used in business and careers. And it's most commonly used because it's most effective, not because it's tired. And that's the hero's journey structure. Yeah. And um, this is most easily summed up really by Pixar. And Pixar, there's a great video on this, by the way, if you just look up Pixar storytelling structure, you'll get a great video. But essentially, the structure is once upon a time, every day until one day because of that, because of that, because of that, for however long you want to go on until finally. Mm -hmm. You're obviously not going to use this same vocabulary. Okay. So um, once upon a time, it was sort of, so I was working in consulting in London when I was 23. Uh, every day might be something about, you know, uh, every day we, we were given different tasks and worked for different places or whatever, until one day this project landed on my desk and it was something really different. And then you lead the causation through. And that would be 
a sort of more complicated version, let's say, than the STAR method, which is something that I know Mm -hmm. is taught in careers and is essentially the same thing. It's the hero's journey structure. If you don't know the STAR method, it's simply describe the situation, describe the task you were given, your, the actions you took and the result. And if you match that up to the Pixar structure, it's the same thing. Um, so it's the star structure is a way of structuring smaller stories uh, when you've been asked a particular thing in an interview, particularly competency interviews, that kind of thing. And the other structure, the Pixar structure, is what you would use for putting your origin story or your life story together, which is the large story. And it's interesting you were saying earlier about the story also being reflected in the cover letter because your Mm -hmm. story is the thing you should do first and then it's going to percolate down through all the different areas of communication you're going to have in careers and through a careers process. So cover letter, application form, um, even when you're talking on the phone to the company to arrange an interview, uh, the interview itself, obviously, networking, everything that you might do, all these touch points with the company, you need to have your consistent story. And that doesn't mean repeating the same thing. It just means that you have thought about this and really thought about, okay, what's my purpose? Um, How is this relevant or how does this apply to what I've done so far and what is it exactly and the what is the part where you're thinking about those keywords or you know things that might come out as what my dad would call weasel words in an interview (laughs) things like um you know what's oh my biggest failure is too much attention to detail when you're interviewing for something that requires attention for detail (laughs) those are the things that make interviewers groan believe me there's oh my god another person saying the same thing and the way you get around that is if you've done the work before and that is true you can back that up with a story and by backing Mm -hmm. it up with a true personal story you're going to be more memorable and you're going to show that yes okay it might be a cliche but it's true in my case yeah yeah no thank you for that and I I guess also Katie um that if you want to create an impactful story, you don't only need to think about what you've done and about yourself and about your purpose, but also about your audience. If you want to engage with your audience, you need to think about what they need, what they are interested in, so you can shape your story a little bit depending on who you're talking to. What are your your thoughts upon that? Well, you need to be reading in detail everything you can about the company that you're applying for. Obviously, I know that this is kind of, this is going to be something that's probably going to be said on this podcast again and again and again. (laughs) Do your research and do your research also means reading the the job profile and reading those key words in it. What what is the company actually looking for? What does it appear to be looking for? And where is there a match with what I've done and with my past? So this doesn't mean pretending that you hit all the keywords and, you know, I'm the perfect candidate. No, it means where is there a true match between what I've done and what the company is looking for? And what are my stories that go with that? How can I highlight this is the editing again, this this idea of editing this film so it most appeals to the audience you're working with. That's kind of something that you would do before 
going into the company before even sending off the application form. And then from there, you've obviously got to think of a story as a dance. It's not a broadcast. You need to be allowing your interviewer to talk, to add things to, and and really kind of listen to what that person's saying and what that person might be interested in, because the person you have in front of you is a person. They're not the corporate persona they're a person and they're going to have interests that are slightly different from the company itself so let's have a think about what their interests might be and be ready to add more detail in those areas and that is pretty simple if and yeah making sure that you have used true personal stories that really resonate with you and that will be easier to add, add the color and add more information because for you they are real yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, when you were saying about, uh, talking about listening, I remembered that something that I read, you know, it's not only about storytelling, it's about story listening, right? Mm-hmm. When you're, you know, listen, actively listening to your audience, it's key to, to shape your story and, and, and engage with them. And actually, now you say that this is story listening is important from the company level as well. So yes, yeah. companies are telling stories all over all sorts of social media and their website and whatever. What are the stories the company is telling? Just to get an idea of who your audience is, not to incorporate the same stories into your story. That would be a fatal mistake. (laughs) But just think about what are the things that those stories are highlighting? It's reading between the lines. It's taking that extra care. And that's what people are looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So, Katie, I'm going to ask uh, a few questions from our audience. So we've mm-hmm. chosen three questions from, from our listeners. And uh, so I'm going to ask the first question. Um, taking into account all the channels that we have available, LinkedIn, YouTube, etc., where to start? What's your advice on, on what to do first? Okay, so my usual advice in general would be start with what most appeal to you, what, what feels right for you. Uh, because they're very different ways of communicating. However, (laughs) I think in terms of careers, especially uh, when you're starting out, you need to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, for me, is the most important one. Depending on what you want to do, uh, if you're interested in marketing, if you're interested in a social media position, this kind of thing, well, then you're going to have to complement that with other areas. But definitely LinkedIn for me would be the first place. And it's also one of the places that you've got the best opportunity to tell your story because there's a massive space at the beginning, which some of us skip over really quickly called the summary. And that's where you can write the shortened version of your story and point Mm -hmm. the reader's eye to different parts of your CV that then follows. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And uh, second question. What's your advice for people who are changing career completely? How to shape their story so they don't feel the the imposter syndrome, which is a a, a main aspect also in careers. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, imposter syndrome, I think we all know that you're going to feel it anyway. (laughs) So it's more about uh, being aware of that, being aware that it's normal. You're starting something new. You're doing something different. Um, One important thing is to work with transferable skills. And this is really identifying from what you've done before, what skills might be useful in other areas, particularly in the area you want to change to. And then looking at the stories around that. How can you tell 
your story or your stories, including these transferable skills and really honor what you've done until now. Even if that is, I'm thinking of a really the younger students in the BBA thinking about, um, you know, waiting jobs or something like that. How yeah. can you use that? That's a great experience and shape it into stories that are relevant to where you're going. And that's usually through this idea of transferable skills, things that are relevant for the new job, but not the same as what you've done before. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And as a final question, how to overcome the uneasy feeling of exposing yourself when sharing your story? That feeling that, you know, I don't, I don't, you don't want to be there, but you want to be there at the same time. So how to cope with that feeling? For me, this is all about just doing it. There is no way that you're going to get to feel comfortable about sharing your story unless you share your story. So you can start by sharing it and maybe you don't share quite as many emotions as you should do to be the most effective. But little by little, it will get more normal for you to share it. And there is no better day to start sharing your story than today. Yeah, you don't... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And um, Katie, as a final remark, what would be your main piece of advice for our students to build a strong career um, related to personal branding or in general? What's your, your main piece of advice? Um, for me, I would say leave behind your self-doubt and go and do it. It's a tough yeah. one. <laughs> it's yeah, a no, tough I'm one. But uh, it's something that if you don't do it, you're not going to be able to move forward. Just try it. Think of it as a prototyping experience and just jump into that swimming pool. Uh, even if you feel like you're not the right person, you don't know how to swim yet and the water might be a bit cold. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's a great advice. Um, so thank you, Katie, for all your insights. They've been great. Where can students find you? I'm sure they'll be very interested in finding out more about you and about what you do, which is so interesting. So where they can find you? Okay, so I'm on LinkedIn and it's basically the normal LinkedIn link. And my handle is Katie and East Carr all together. I'm on Instagram at step underline up underline create. And my website is www.stepupcreate.com. The podcast can be found at www.stepupcreate.com slash the podcast. And that's on Spotify and Apple and all the others that you might use. So there we go. Oh. I look forward to connecting with you. Yeah, perfect. Just for our listeners to know, all this information will uh, be also posted in our uh, podcast notes. So no need to take notes. All the information will be there. So Katie, thank you so much for this conversation. All your insights about storytelling and personal branding have been great. As Steve Jobs said, the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. So thank you for this because it's, it's a, a crucial aspect uh, to build a strong career and to build a strong personal brand. You're very welcome. And thank you for having me on as your first guest. I wish you all the success with the podcast and maybe come back on at some point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That will be great. Thank you so much again. And the career beat goes on next month. In our next episode, we'll talk about a key topic to start the new year, what recruiters look for in an interview. Our guest will be Mike Mascarenas, international campus recruiter at the prestigious consulting firm, the Boston Consulting Group. Looking forward to seeing you in our next episode of Career Beats. 
keep your career beating. Tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts for a monthly dose of career stories, advice, and trends.